Veni, Vinny, Amari. We came, we saw, we loved. Welcome to the Partnership Vision Podcast. Where we discuss how to have a relationship full of unity, trust, fun, and fulfillment. We'll be sharing the rewards of preparing yourself for your best partner and being your best for them. That pain that stays bottled up inside that you never tell anyone makes you feel like no one wants or understands you. That somehow you're the freak that will never be normal or belong anywhere. You just want to be understood and loved, but don't know how to get it, which turns to desperation. And that unexpressed pain thing is something that we've talked about a lot that we've seen where it really just is important that you have somebody in your life that you can confide in, that you can talk to, even if you feel like, well, I'm fine, you know, I'm okay on my own, like, or I can handle what I've got going on, or I, I don't need to talk to anybody about this, or, you know, like, just, hey, I'm, I'm good, I don't have anything I need to talk about doesn't matter you still need someone in your life that you trust that you can confide in that you have two-way communication with that you can really just bear your soul if there's something that is really bothering you if there's something that comes that happens to you if there's something from the past that resurfaces it's just wisdom to have somebody like that in your life even if you don't seem to need it right now Trust me, try to get that kind of relationship. You really don't want to wait until you are in desperate need for it to get it. But in all likelihood, you probably do need it, even if you don't know that you do. So seek that person that can be a trustworthy counselor, that can be a confidant, somebody that can understand where you're coming from, whether or not they can even necessarily give you advice, if they can just be understanding, if they can just be an understanding listener, a hearing ear, then that will keep you from a lot of pain and destruction that can happen because it does just get built up. And if you don't find somebody safe to do it, what ends up happening is somebody who is unsafe ends up finding their way, snaking their way in there somehow, and they use your pain and they use what you're going through against you. So you need to make sure that you find that person. Find that person who will be your confidant and who will help you. Don't let pain go unexpressed. Don't let these things from your past, your wounds, your traumas, things that are bothering you, you know, just perpetual questions going through your mind that are, you know, just why? Why is this situation like this? Why do I feel this way? You know, you need to have someone to talk to. So search for that person, you know, pray and ask God to send you the right person and try to find them. Don't discount someone just because they've always been there. Somebody who's always been there might be the kind of person you do need to talk to, you know, if, if it's a parent or if it's a sibling or whatever, you know, maybe, maybe you should give them a try. Maybe you should give them a shot. But if on the other hand, there's somebody that you've been talking to and you've been sharing with, and if you can look back in the track record as they've given you bad advice consistently and they've pointed you in the wrong direction or they're never understanding, they're never very kind or very gentle stop talking to them find somebody else that's the important thing is find the person who will actually help you who will be safe and who will help you who will give you 
that place of expression that you need and that you can have that relationship with. You know, that's just very important. We want to highlight that point and keep that in mind. And whatever kind of situation you're in in life right now, it's always a good idea, especially if you're in a dysfunctional relationship of some kind. If something is just not working right, the lines of communication are not right between you and someone else, and it's, the whole situation is just bothering you, find a third party. Find someone else to talk to about the situation. And all this ties into John 15, 4 through 6, from the NIV, which says, Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. Which, right here, God isn't trying to be harsh, and I promise. It's like He's just trying to make things blatantly clear so there's no misunderstanding of just how important this whole point is. He's telling us that He's our life source, and we have the choice to stay connected to Him and have growth, be replenished, protected, and guided, or to break our branch off from the life-sustaining paths and gifts he freely offers to us and try to make it on our own without the roadmap we need. Our true accomplishments are through him. The things we do in our own pursuits and power then must be sustained through it as well. We aren't self-sustaining and we aren't perfect. Our shortcomings will be our downfall without him. And this goes back to the point of humility we don't see everything perfectly. We're not aware of everything perfectly. You know, we are all growing in our discernment and we come into different points in life of things that we understand, things that we don't understand. You know, and sometimes we get a restlessness in us that doesn't make any sense. Like I've been happy up till now, what's wrong? And what we need is the maker, the designer, the one that created who we are and how we were made to function in the first place. If we will connect to him, then he, he has the blueprint. He understands how we function. He knows what we really need and he will lead us, but we have to, to choose him. You know, we have to seek God and ask him for the, the guidance and how to live the best life that we possibly can, how to find his definition of happiness. Cause that's, you know, spoiler alert, you know, end of the whole episode. If you want the best, what happiness really is, you need God's definition. You need to know what God considers happiness for you and for your life. And he's unselfish. He's impartial. He doesn't require your happiness or unhappiness in order to make him happy. He just is in himself fulfilled and is content. And he knows what will make you happy, what will bring you into true happiness, how you can choose that for your life. So if you want it, you need to seek him because he's the one that's got it for you. We all need a real relationship with God to truly live life to the fullest and have everything we need. And relationship is two ways. It's not just us praying for things, you know, please forgive me, you know, uh, help me to do this and amen. That's not, that's not relationship. 
you talk to God and you hear his voice. You have to learn to hear his voice. You have to learn how to be still to hear his voice. And it's a process and you do that process with him. And we discuss in depth on this topic in several of our episodes. So if you want more details, I would suggest checking out our series, Our Home in God. And are we there yet as a follow-up for sure. And if you want to message us with your questions, please do. Because we're here to serve. We're here for you. Which takes us into my part of the notes. And it's, as always, when we do this, it's interesting how our points just really flow into each other. We don't have a lot of like repetitive, oh, you already talked about that or whatever. It tends to just be like two halves of the same story, basically. So it's pretty interesting. I mean, we don't really coordinate a whole lot like we're operating the same google Docs, so we can see what each other's doing but really like we're both so focused on our own writing we're not even really necessarily tracking with what the other one is writing the whole time so it's always interesting how we see afterwards like wow this really fits together amazingly so just a cool thing about the relationship process. <laughs> the, the process that we have the partnership that we have you know this is it's this kind of thing that does make you happy. This kind of thing does bring you happiness. And it only comes from God. It only comes from Him putting you with the right person and choosing to do the right things with your life. You know, that's definitely a perfect example of it. But I have in my first part in the notes, happiness can be very difficult to qualify. In other words, it can be very difficult to decide, is that really happiness? Is that person really happy? Am I really happy? You know, is that genuine or is it false? Someone may truly believe they're happy in a romantic relationship. And if you were to ask them, they would say, of course I'm happy. And yet maybe they're in one of those relationships where either of them yell at the other or they are vindictive and punishing toward each other or they don't even really trust each other to stay faithful. To claim that they are happy as they are just doesn't seem right. They're settling. They're settling for what's familiar and what's comforting in their own kind of twisted way. Because while they're yelling and punishing each other and tearing each other down, which is not healthy and which is not right in any kind of relationship, there shouldn't be that. And if there is, you need to either seek counseling or get out of that relationship they're used to it and they know that well once we all we get our venom out we'll we'll come back together in the end they're both miserable in their own ways but they put up with it because at least i have somebody you know i have somebody to come home to or or i have somebody that has pledged some sort of loyalty to me you know and who knows if i can find somebody as good or better than that i'm not that great and they're putting up with me so I can put up with their stuff and they can put up with mine. And definitely, settling is not happiness. I think we can all basically agree with that. Just getting whatever you can settle with is not really happiness. Although we can all mostly agree that there is something wrong with believing that a person is truly happy if they're in a relationship filled with toxic behavior. Or for another example, if they're living with an addiction to substances that are destroying their body and mind, the destructive situation that person is in can become normalized for them. So for them, it isn't like something just like, oh my goodness, this is terrible, this is a bad thing. For them, it's just like, eh, whatever, you know, things that we would be sensitized to be like, well, that's, nobody should treat you that way, nobody should do that. For them, it's just become a norm, you know? It's usual for them to be treated that way. That's a normal Thursday. 
Like, oh, but he loves me. Oh, but she loves me. Um, no, not if it's inconsistent with the behavior that love is supposed to show. Yeah, love is not vindictive or tearing you down or making you feel inferior or insecure or trying to get the upper hand or any of these things. If they do that, they don't truly love you. We don't even have this in the notes, but this is, I think, a very important point. You can't really be happy if you don't have love in your life. If you are not loving and loving yourself and loving those around you, loving God, and if the people who you are close to are not loving people, there's no way you can be happy. You know, if the relationships you have don't look like love, there is no way that what you have is real happiness. Everybody can can make whatever arguments they want of like, well, that's relative and we all choose these things. No, I don't care what they say. We were designed, human beings, we were designed for love. We were designed to love each other and to be loved. And if that's not what you have in your life, you do not have real happiness. And it's more than just, you know, making up for the things they do wrong by doing some nice things. It's more than just, you know, sensuality. It's a lot more than sex. Love is about them really genuinely caring for your good and for your best and where they're serving you and not just themselves and where there is a genuine desire for you, for who you are and not because of what they're trying to make you into and not because of what they want you to be. And just that acceptance and that delight and all of that, that's, that's what real love is. And if you don't have real love in your relationship, if there's not something truly loving and beneficial and wholesome, then happiness, it's a facade in your situation is not a real thing. And there should never be fear in your relationship either. You shouldn't be acting out of fear like, oh, I better not do that or he's going to get angry or I better not do that or she'll destroy some of my stuff or I I can't do that. I would love to. That'd be fun. But he wouldn't approve. That's controlling and that's manipulative. And that's not a relationship. I've been through heck and back with that one. So just trust me on that one. If you're being controlled in any sort of form like that, even on the lower end, that's not a real relationship. And even if you think you love this person or they love you, you really need to step back and take a good look and be honest with yourself. Don't fall into this familiarity or this sense of comfort because you just you know what to expect. So therefore, I, I know how to live within these rules. Well, these rules should not be in the first place. Yeah, just because you've learned to accept it doesn't mean you're truly happy. And there is no way you cannot be truly happy if you're living in fear like that. Like no matter what you're thinking, no matter what you would say because you feel loyal to the relationship or or maybe you're actually afraid of admitting that the relationship is unhealthy. Maybe you're afraid of admitting that you were wrong to be involved with this person. I've dealt with that. You know, the pride of that is is just awful to deal with. Like you feel like, you know, almost like you're slitting your own throat if you're having to admit that you're wrong. If you're having to admit that this person is bad and this whole situation is dangerous and you made an awful decision. It just, it feels like, it's going to tear your whole world apart. But it's very important that you're able to face the truth 
and realize, you know what, there's this fear in me and there's this fear in my life. And so I, I'm not truly happy. What I have is not real happiness. And I've got to be honest about that. And then you can seek the cure. Then you can find out, you know, and plot your moves and figure out what you're going to do next and get out of it and find what will truly make you happy. Find where there is real love. Find where you're not having to live in fear anymore. Thank you for joining us where the heart is heard. Partnership Vision Ministries. Stay driven by love. So you can wreck all the fear. You can check us out on Instagram at Partnership Vision Ministries. Or on Facebook on Partnership Vision Ministries page. And even Twitter at PVisionM. Y'all come back now, you hear?